Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every show, we got a great one for you today because we have April Cry coming on. She's done some great things and she's doing some great things, and her music is awesome. Um, looking forward to hearing parts of her story and talking music. So, April, are you here? I'm here. Ooh, you broke Thank up. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, there, there you are. There you are. <laughs> yes. It's our pleasure. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, it's funny. You you never know what's going to happen with te- technology because my wife is like having a problem calling in right now for some reason. I'm guessing oh, the whole blog talk system. So it looks like it's just me and you today. I mean, right now she keeps trying, but it's not. I'm glad you were able to get through then, and I'm able to get through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's actually crazy. I've I've been having like some issues with doing Facebook lives and Instagram mm-hmm. lives recently because of, you know, everything changing. That's kind of the new normal, but, but yeah, technology yeah. is, is, is definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try the speakerphone. Come here, Sandy and see, and we'll see if this works a little bit. Cause sometimes speaker phones have like feedback so I'm going to mm-hmm. just try this and see what happens with our second. Some people come in and their phone just will not work with, with speakerphone. So how do I sound? Oh, yeah. Well, I can hear you guys. Perfect. Well, that's good. So Hi, I'm good. here now. Maybe. <laughs> 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 so we just got to roll with it. I wish I'd have known before the show started that we could have played with the mic because I got a mic that we don't right. do, that we do, but I, you know, and all that. But you know, I guess maybe we'll try that. But anyway, as we get started here, one thing I like to do is, you know, the, talk about the elephant in the room first. How is COVID affecting you? Oh man. Uh well, it's it's I'm definitely taking it day by day right now, but um I think a lot of artists can attest to similar experiences where, you know, you just really miss playing out live and it, that's that's kind of been cut off for the the time being. Uh so you have to, you know, you have to make do with with Instagram lives and Facebook lives. Um uh but one thing that that's been kind of you know the silver lining and everything is I've been writing more than more than ever uh, I've just been really inspired lately and uh, just uh, kind of digging deep <laughs> and writing about really important things so yeah it's been good yeah it's almost like <laughs> in the, some ways it's almost like mixed emotions you know it's funny we, yeah. we, as you know we talk to a lot of people and some people are like i haven't written nothing and others are like i am writing up my best stuff ever yes yeah it's you know it's it's different for for everyone but for me definitely it, it's been a creative time so <laughs> and even for us or the show like i was telling you before we started um our original plan was 80 to 100 shows the first year and when this whole virus thing happened and shut down i was like you know artists need a place to talk we're going to give it to them and we're going to just step it up and you're now our 170 sec or 70 wow that is incredible well thank you for providing this outlet for artists i mean uh i'm thankful <laughs> because you know i have i have some music coming out and i think artists are just eager to to you know to get their music out there most definitely. 
So as we get started here, I always like to start kind of light before we really dig deep. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Um, Well, I love cooking. Um, I'm really into my uh, Italian roots, so I love I love, you know, finding new recipes and trying them out. Um, that's one of my hobbies, which my husband enjoys very much. <laughs> um, and then I I love um, just being with my dog, I, walking my dog. I'm kind of an old lady, to be honest. I don't have any crazy hobbies. So how has your husband handled the whole um music side of everything because of course as you know it's really tough on families sometimes being away and all that yes yeah absolutely I mean my husband and I have been um we've been dating you know since high school so he has kind of seen you know the ups and downs of of everything and um as you know he's he does uh tax he does international tax so it's very different Mm -hmm um you know business um but he you know he's seen it from the beginning so he kind of understands uh but it definitely takes a while and there is a learning curve for people who have never been with musicians or artists um because there's a lot of emotions involved it's not just like you go to work nine to five and then you come home and you don't think about work it's like a 24 7 you know this is my passion kind of thing so uh, so yeah, it's. <laughs> but he's so supportive and and you know so so great. He's he's always been supportive of my music. So that's why we're married. <laughs> exactly. Oh, awesome. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Something quirky about me. Um, let me think. Uh, oh gosh. Well, I'm. I guess people people say that I'm uh, the tiny girl with the big voice because I'm only 4'11". For anyone yeah. who knows me knows that I'm, oh, wow. like, really short. Um, but, like, when I get on stage, I'm, like, a, a different person. Like, I'm just, you know, I belt them out, and I'm not afraid. And <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's quirky, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Love that. So, um as we dig a little bit, um, tell everybody a little bit of where you're from and a brief overview of your story. Okay. So I am originally from Connecticut, uh, born and raised there. And, um, I, let's see, I've, I guess I've, I've always known that I, I wanted to sing. My dad was a worship leader at our church and my sister and I kind of grew up in that. So that was like, even though we moved around a lot, um, I don't know why my parents just liked moving. (laughs) We just like moved all around Connecticut. Uh, We were in New York for a little bit. But, um, (laughs) you know, one thing that was always constant in our home was music. Uh, So that was Mm -hmm. like, you know, that was just a a safe place. And I, um, since I was a young girl, I just, I started listening to you know, the big voice singers like, you know, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes. Martina McBride, um, you know, so those kinds of singers. And I, I gravitated towards that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess throughout high school, I've 
that's I did theater. I was I was just always the girl that was I was the singer. <laughs> and um <laughs> and I guess you know, country music kind of came to me. Obviously, in Connecticut, you don't really think like country music is is huge. <laughs> and it really it wasn't until until my mom actually bought me a Martina McBride album when I was, I think I was like a, a freshman or sophomore in high school. Um, and that kind of, you know, switched everything for me. And I was like, wow, like this genre really captures, you know, a story and it's, it's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, surface level. It's, you know, deep, you know, Martina sings about yeah. some really deep stuff. Like, <laughs> well, three chords so, and the truth, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I loved <laughs> about it. And so that's when I was like, okay, well, I have to move to Nashville then. Like, that's the only place for me. Um, oh, well. And I end, yeah, so I ended up, you know, moving to Nashville after high school. Um, and I, I started my journey, you know. Um, and I guess a couple years after I moved to Nashville, I got picked up by an independent label called Metric Records. Um, huh. This I'm just giving like a quick overview of everything, but yeah, um, exactly what we want. Yeah, so yeah, so I kind of you know got picked up by this by this independent label, and I was with them for like four years. Um, and you know, throughout that, it's like you as as a young artist you're kind of like searching for your voice and you know there's a lot of people telling you things like well you look like this so you should sound like this or you know what whatever it is and you're kind of just like figuring life out as you go um and so yeah, yeah at, by the end of that 4 years i i was i was like well you know once my contract ended i was like okay well I, I kind of need to figure out who I am because for the past four years I've had people telling me who I am and I really need to take a stand for, you know, who yeah. I actually am and what I want to say with my music and, and all of that, all those grown up things that artists should do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that brings me, that was about two years ago um, when I was, when my label deal was up. And, and so I, I'm at the point now where I've been writing those like you know heart songs for about two years and i'm ready to put an album together um from those songs oh wow Wow. i love that and now what age would you say you were when you got to the point where you thought to yourself what i could make a career of this you know a lot of people they ask what age did you want it to be a career but what but i always like to ask what age did you know this could be my career um, okay. I I do have a moment where I feel like it you know, the light bulb went off <laughs> because I, I think, you know, a lot of artists do have those moments. Um, I've always known I love to sing, but uh I think when I was around twelve or twelve or thirteen, um, one of my mom's friends, she was a hair hairdresser and um my mom was, she was doing her friend's hair and her friend was uh she did all the coordinating for this homeless shelter and they were supposed to have this gala um and she needed someone to sing god bless america for the gala and i guess 
they were having a keynote speaker, and the right. keynote speaker was Jermaine Jackson of the Jackson Five. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. so I was like 12 and my mom, you know, just casually was like, well, my daughter, you know, sings all the time and she would, she would be great to sing it. And she was like, okay. And so <laughs> after that, my mom and I had, this was really my first, like, this was my first solo ever. <laughs> and so my mom was like, okay, April, you got to practice every single day. So every single day for the next, I don't know, however many days it was until the gala, but I was, all I did was practice that song because I knew Jermaine Jackson was going to be there. Um, and yeah, I, once I, once I went to the gala and sang the song, we were in line, you know, ready to get his autograph. And he asked my mom for her number. He was like, this girl oh, wow. is ready to do this. Like, you know, call me when she, you know, is ready because she can do this. And Mm -hmm. I I guess at that point I was just like, I feel like I could. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I always like to ask that question because not every artist has that moment, but I know a lot do. And, you know, everybody tends to ask the question, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I think knowing you want to do music versus knowing it can be a career are usually two different dates. Absolutely. Very true. So you were talking about really the practice and the grinding, which kind of leads perfect into where we're about to go. Um, As you know, when people watch artists, whether it's Blake Shelton, Miranda, and all that, they see the glory, but they don't see the grind it takes to get there. And even to to be at your level, there's like a grind. And, And really with independent artists, it's probably more of a grind than a Blake Shelton because they've already paid their dues. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that side of it because I think people misjudge artists a lot of times, and that side's not talked about, and, and it's such a powerful thing to share of what it takes to make it in this crazy music world. I'm going to tell a little story I hope lead us in there where I want this to go, and then we'll go there. So back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time they were full-time with music. Now I remember asking Allison, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And she said this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. Because she said the day that you want it to be a career, everything has to change. You have to think, eat, sleep music. So she, there is no more taking holidays. There's no more going to weddings and stuff like that. And you might, for the most part, you're going to probably do gigs, and your friends and relatives are not going to understand. They're going to almost think that you're just trying to leave their friendship, but you're not. You've got gigs all the time because you're trying to pay that due. You're, you're grinding it out, and you're trying to pay that price. So they don't get that. There's going to be days that you feel miserable, but you've got to get on that stage at night and smile like there's no tomorrow. So she said, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I, I love, you know, Allison and, and Crystal. I, I think they're amazing. Um, I, I half agree with what she said and I'll tell you why. Um, so yeah. I, I believe that you, you know, if, if music is in your heart, you have, you have to give it a hundred percent. But what, what I've learned over, you know, 
over the course of my life um, because I've really only done music <laughs> um, <laughs> over the course of my life is just that, you know, I, I feel like there are, there are people who focus too much on the um, making money part of, of being a musician and and to be honest in today's day and age of music it's extremely hard especially for an independent artist to generate a living doing music um just you know even even not making a living even just like you know part-time um so i I think that you, you have to do it just just because you love it and when you focus too much on you know, making, making it like make you a star that you're going to tour around, you know, the entire world and make millions of dollars. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to be special to you anymore. It's it's just going to be about the money. And, and I, you know, for me, it's, it's been quite a journey and I've, I've been at the point before where I was focusing too much on that. Um, and I kind of lost who I was. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think there, there is a balance there for sure is a balance because you have to put the work in, you have to put that grind in. Um, but you also, Mm -hmm. you, you have to be able to let yourself be creative. Um, and when you're, when you're overworking yourself to the point of like, you know, losing relationships and friendships, um, I don't necessarily think that's healthy it well definitely wasn't healthy for me so I had to kind of reevaluate everything and and figure out like what I wanted and um and so yeah for me it was different but but I think it's a different journey for everyone um what you know one thing that really shifted shifted my view and and helped me kind of reimagine things was I read this book um it's called Big Magic by Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, I forgot her name, Elizabeth. I have it in my drawer. <laughs> um, she's she's the author that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. But she, I I read that book and it kind of changed my view of everything and it helped me get my creative juices back. But because for a while I I was I was like so lost and I couldn't write a song. Mm-hmm. Like I I was just you know the well was dried up for me and I couldn't you know get it back. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I was focusing too much on making this my every, everything. I mean, just everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think there definitely is a balance. Yeah. You definitely got to have balance, but I think what, you know, I think part of what she was also saying, because of course she's not saying to be full time. She's saying that you got to be all in with the craft. Basically, when you're not working that other job or you're not with your family, it should be music focused because oh, if yeah, you're going to get to the top, I mean, it, it, absolutely. And I think that that's what she was meaning. Yeah, then I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. And and that <laughs> you know, ever since ever since I was little, I always was like, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And and if you can't imagine yourself doing anything else other than music, like she said. Hundred percent. You have to. You have to be giving a hundred percent. So, now that we talked about a little bit of the grinding side, 
let's go the other way. Let's talk about what the grinding leads to. So when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool moments uh, for sure that I've I've been blessed to work with some incredible people. Um, one of my favorite moments was performing on the Apollo stage in Harlem, oh, wow. the legendary Apollo stage. Um, that was really cool. <laughs> and gosh, I, you know, a few years back, I actually got to, to work with um, Nick Jonas and mm-hmm. uh, Kevin oh, Jonas yeah. Sr., who, who was, you know, Kevin was managing me for a little while, but I got, you know, I got to collaborate with Nick on this song that Kevin and Nick wrote, um, and I got to sing on it, which was so cool. Like, I just <laughs> never thought in my years that I would be, you know, <laughs> collaborating with Nick Jonas. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, there's just, like, so many, like, little moments, you know, just even performing at CMA Fest on the Hard Rock stage, like, the those are moments that I will never take for granted and just am so thankful for. Wow. I love that. You know, now it's perfect time for a quick commercial break and then we're going to play your song. I feel at home and come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Hang on the line. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the sports guys podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
story behind that song and how it all came together. Yeah, that song is uh, the song is really special to me because I wrote it. Um, I wrote it about my husband, uh, of course, oh, wow. and uh, I wrote it with my friend Blair Daly, who is an incredible songwriter here in Nashville. Um, but it's a lot of people don't realize that it's not only it's not only a song uh, about my husband, but it's also kind of about uh, finding my voice. Um, yeah. uh, and feeling at home in you know in my in my own skin and my voice and uh, like at the time where I wrote that song with Blair I, I was I was really kind of struggling to to pinpoint because um, there were so many people kind of telling me you know we we you know you you can sing like so many different things and your pop and your country and we don't really know where to put you and. And I, I just kind of wanted to to write a song um, about finding my voice. And once once oh, wow. we wrote this song, it was like it was. I was just like, I this is it. Like this is the song that that helps me redefine, you know, who I am. And it sure did. I mean, I that song is as um, people have really resonated with that song. And I didn't even release mm-hmm. it as a single. I I just released it as. Um, you know, just on my EP, Sink or Swim, and yeah. it's, you know, it's now almost got three million streams on Spotify with, like, no promotion, no oh, wow. anything. It was just people just, like, really resonate with that song. So it, it means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes artists got to be careful because they sing, if they release a song that's really not them, and it becomes this big hit, then... People yes. put them in that box. Yeah, 100%. Yes. <laughs> so it's good that you're releasing stuff that's you because I think that's the most important thing for an artist is they have to be authentic because if they're not, they're going to regret that down the road. Yes. <laughs> and I know a lot of artists <laughs> that, you know, have regret putting out certain songs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would imagine even though it put him to stardom, Achy, breaky heart. I'd imagine he still looks yeah. at that song like, how? <laughs> yes. He still has to sing that one. Because <laughs> I think I've seen an interview where he talked about that. He really don't like to sing it, but he has no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> so one thing we like to do on the show is um, we have to, um, you know, people see the artists, but they don't really see the behind-the-scenes people, the PR people or the – managers or producers or any of that and I think that they don't get enough love so I always want to throw in the love to the team behind the artist if you take a few minutes to talk about the team that helps you be who you are yeah that's such a great that's such a great thing because I I do I do feel like there's there's so many people working behind the scenes with so many artists um and I have to say that I, you know, although I, I have uh, gone through some some hills and some valleys <laughs> with with certain teams, <laughs> this this past team that I worked with on on you know I feel at home and and um, you know Metric Records really helped helped me um, figure out who I am and uh, were very gracious with me as an artist as a young artist kind of. <laughs> kind of uh walking through that um you yeah. know my uh one 
I've had a, a couple of, of managers and um, one that was, was really amazing to me was uh, Kevin Jonas senior. He was, he sure. was just always uh, telling me to stay true to who I am and um, was, was always incredible and um, have to have to hand it to him. Although we didn't work together for too, too long. Um, he was so great to me and kind of helped me um, move forward for sure. Um, Katie Cowell has always, you know, she's helped me and done social media for me, um, in the past. And she's been, you know, such a special friend and, um, so incredible and helped me like move forward. Jade driver mm-hmm. at CrowdSurf, um, her whole company is, is incredible, but her as, as a human is, she just has empowered me so much um, and she really helped me like use my voice as an artist and not be afraid to, to tell people no, uh, which is really important yeah. as an artist sometimes. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's just so many people that have, have um, sacrificed and, and done so much for me um, that I'm very grateful for, for sure. So what do your parents think about what all is happening? Oh, they've, they're amazing. They've always been supportive of my dream uh, ever since I was little. Um, Even when I decided that I, you know, college wasn't the route for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. after high school, they were, they were, you know, very supportive and they, and I wanted to move to Nashville. They were like, do it. But this is what God has called you to do. And yeah. So um, not a lot of parents would do that. (laughs) So I'm very lucky in that respect. Yeah, I always have to word things a certain way because you know not always not every artist has parents behind them. So I have a purpose for the way I word it on about family. But since yeah. your family is behind you, tell us a parent story. And I know they go above and beyond all the time, so I get that. But something that stands out where they went above and beyond, and you're like, wow, they really get this is my passion. Oh wow, um, gosh. They've done so much for me. Uh, well, I guess I guess the biggest one was they literally moved to Nashville, basically oh, for wow. me to help me. Um, so so I lived with them for a while um, after high school, and um, mm-hmm. I mean they they literally uprooted their whole lives. Um, you know my my dad has always wanted to move south, big. so I think part of it was that, but but they uprooted <laughs> their lives because I wanted to move to Nashville, so. That is a pretty big one, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that definitely shows the, that they believe in you. Now, granted, like you said, there might have been a different motive, too, with it, with wanting to move south. But, you know, again, you could have moved anywhere. So yeah, I exactly. think that was really good. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like that's a family affair type thing. We always consider our show like a family affair. And yes. we always bring our eight-year-old on to ask one question. So we're going to bring him on Aww. to ask his question to you. And it kind of makes us unique. It's funny. I always joke with people talking about that. This um, He's our secret weapon because people remember our show yeah. because of him. <laughs> That's awesome. So you can get him in here. So. <laughs> but yeah, he loves Let's it. hear it. <laughs> Here he is. It's Christopher. Hi, Abel. What's your favorite tune? What's my favorite tune? Like a music food. tune? Oh, food. Okay. My favorite food is probably <laughs> pasta because I 
I love anything with some, you know, some sauce on it. So God love my pasta. I'm very Italian in that way. <laughs> awesome. And what's yours though, Chris? Pizza. Oh, I love pizza too. I just had pizza for lunch. <laughs> pizza and pasta gotta go together. They do. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Christopher. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he loves this part. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's not been on every show, but he's been on probably ninety five percent of the shows since, oh, yeah, since, since we launched. And so sweet. And, you know, people have always said that you know they have a front, you know, kids have a front row seat to your passion, and if you involve yes. them in it, it'll help inspire them for theirs. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I do what I do. <clears throat> So if you could, and we got a 17-year-old, I mean 17-year-old, 17-month-old daughter, and when she gets older, we'll be plugging her in, too. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So great. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, wow. That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Co-write with anyone, dead or alive? Good Lord. And if you want, oh. you can pick one of each, one dead and one alive. Wow. Um, I I feel like I I'm gonna I'm gonna miss someone that I you know am so inspired by. Um, but the person uh-huh. that's really coming to really coming to mind right now is uh, Chris Stapleton. Would love to oh, write yeah, with him. Um, and what I would want to write about. Oh gosh, it would probably take me months to be able to figure out a, you know, a really good concept um, to, to write with him because I would be shaking in my boots writing with him. Um, <laughs> but something that something that um, is not like your typical, not like a typical song, uh, something different. Yeah. So. Most definitely. Yeah. So what song of yours uh, means the most to you and why? Ah, interesting. Yeah, I get I get asked this sometimes and it's it's so hard for me to pick because there are so many different they're reasons why I love Yeah, they're <laughs> my babies. <laughs> but um I would I would have to say uh I feel at home probably means the most because um I because of, you know, how I wrote it. it. It was just in a time where I was, yeah. I was trying to find my voice and that, that song really helped me find my voice. And it also speaks to um, the love I have for my husband, who's always been so supportive of me. So yeah, I would have to say that, that is, one. That is awesome. So staying on songwriting a little bit, what um, have you, what's a song and there's probably a thousand of them answers you could give, but just something that pops in your head when I ask this, what is a song that you've heard, whether on the radio or from other people, that you wish you wrote? Oh, um, uh, I Hope You Dance. I, Leanne uh, Mac. I absolutely love that song. And, one. yeah, I, um, I actually danced with my dad. Dance, that was like my father-daughter song at my wedding. Um, oh, and wow. it, it just, I remember listening to it growing up and it was just so inspiring to me. And I listen to it back now and I just, 
every time I listen to it, I'm like, these lyrics will never get old. <laughs> it's just, they'll never get old. Yeah, so good. So I'm about to ask a question of a purpose for the way I ask it, and I'll explain the purpose right after I ask it. So if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I ask that in this way is we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini five years ago. In fact, February made the five-year anniversary of us asking that. And the answer she gave us then is pretty much what she's living right now. So I always like to tell that story to get artists to really think about the next five years. So if all yeah. bets were off and it would come true, where do you want to be in five years? Wow. Um, well, if all bets were off, um, <laughs> I, I would love to be touring the world, um, with my family, with my baby and my husband, um, and and be an inspiration for women, especially, um, to let them know that they can they can follow their dreams. They don't have to. Yeah. There's not an age limit. There's not. There's no limits for you um, as a woman to to follow your dreams and to be successful. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that in five years I was I would love to be touring. I would love to be put still, you know, putting out music, of course, and um, yeah, just speaking my truth. <laughs> I, I love that. So let's say that you can meet your future self, mm-hmm. whether it's a, your five year down the road self, your ten year down the road self, but somewhere in the future, you can you can meet your future self. What would you say to her? Wow, I can meet my future self. I've heard the opposite question if I met my past yeah. self. Um, let's see. What would I say to her? Um, yeah. Uh, okay, I would pro- okay, I would probably say um, don't lose sight of why you do this uh, and just stay rooted in your faith because those are the, you know, those are very important to me. Love that. Love that. So. Love that answer. <clears throat> um, so let's say you had a friend and you heard him or her sing and there's something special. You definitely know there's something there. <clears throat> and this would be pre-COVID advice, of course. And let's yes. say that they've played maybe 30 shows. So they're still getting their feet kind of wet there, but they've gotten on that stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug. And they've looked over the crowd, and the crowd's cheering and roaring, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, April, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice mm-hmm. would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Mm. Um, well, I definitely would say, um, you know, if this is something that you that you can't imagine – not doing then then go go at it full force 100 percent, and you know um keep playing keep you know keep writing and uh you know go in those rooms with with those writers that you feel like are too good like because Mm -hmm. because those are the rooms where you're going to create the best songs where you're going to be challenged the most um and 
don't don't ever just just stop writing or feel or just feel like you're you're too good or you're like you can't grow anymore because you're always going to be growing um yeah and don't be don't be afraid to to network with people and and make relationships with people because that's that's how it starts <laughs> <laughs> love that and of course stay, we're talking stay about, true to who you are yeah but yeah. amen to that now that we're talking about kind of independent stuff and all that, you know, as you're growing in your career, you've probably met some really good other artists. Um, who are one or two artists that people should know? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Uh, so many. So I I absolutely love um, one of my dear friends who I've known for a while now. Um, Sammy Ariaga is an incredible a vocalist artist uh, who has just been grinding it out in in Nashville for <laughs> since I can remember, and he, he his his voice is one of the best voices um, I've ever heard. Oh, wow. And um, and he just has his own thing, like, and he's always stayed true to who he who he is, and I really respect that about him. Um, so yeah, I, I would say check check his stuff out, Sammy Ariaga. Um, Gosh, there's so many. Um, my my friend uh, that I actually met within the past year or so, mm-hmm. um, and just really enjoying her music and her voice, uh, Josie. She just goes by Josie, um, huh. and she's incredible. She has such a soulful voice um, and just puts out great music. So definitely check her out. And then, uh, gosh. My friend uh, Shannon Labrie, who she, I think she's releasing a, a whole EP. Um, but if you haven't checked out Shannon, she is an incredible, uh, more like Americana folk um, artist who, again, I, I've known for over a decade <laughs> since I moved yeah. to Nashville. And she <laughs> has, you know, she's toured, she's paid her dues, man, and she she's incredible. So definitely check her out. So we've got two more questions, and then we'll let you get out of here. Um, so as you, um, as we talked about earlier about the, the trying to get through the moments, as independent artists, it's tough. When the moments that you have where it's really tough, where you almost want to quit, what drives you to get through those moments? What, what do you do to get through them? Yeah, I mean – I think every artist has those those moments where you just feel like, why am I doing this <laughs> if if it's making me feel this way? And and there's there's always those those yeah. lows that you go through for sure. Um, but I, I think the light at the end of the tunnel for me is is you know fans that are touched by my music and that reach out to me and literally say, oh my gosh, your song you know, perfectly imperfect or whatever it is, got me through a really hard day today or, you know, whatever it is, whatever they say. um, And that is like, that is what keeps me going. Um, Are those, are those moments where you connect with these people through your music. Um, And I just have to keep going. Even if it's just one person that is touched by my music, it's, it's all worth it for me. Love that. So as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask 
but they kind of never do. Oh, wow. Gosh, you, well, you guys have, have been great and have asked <laughs> some really great questions. Um, well, we love hearing that. I have to think, yeah, I have to think really hard about that. Um, I honestly can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You guys are great. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and, and you know, and and this question has actually helped shape the show because, like, um, like remember about seventy or eighty episodes back, um, we asked that question to somebody, and the, and they, I think it was a Francelle, if it I'm not was, mistaken. Yeah. And she was like, "I just wish people would ask what's quirky about me," and we've loved that oh, so much that we were cool. like. So it's been so that's been in every episode since. That's a fun one. That's we great. Get the best answer yes. to that one. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. Love that. So if you want Yeah, to I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um well you can my website is aprilcry.com. That's K R Y. And um, I have all my social media links on there, but on Instagram, I'm just at April Cry Music. Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all those things. <laughs> Love that. And we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we look, yes. and we look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate, appreciate you guys taking the time. It's our pleasure, and you have a great day. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.